Good morning, Broadway. Why don't you stand and greet your neighbor? Whether you come every week or if this is your first week or if you're a family member here seeing your kid, uh, welcome to the 2021 Christmas Extravaganza. Yeah! Um, we're so glad that you guys are here. I don't know if you remember last year, uh, we were not meeting when the extravaganza happened, so it was just immediate family here, and then we had to live stream it, and just so much was lost in the live stream. It's so good that you guys are here. Um, our Broadville kids, our Go Fish kids, our youth group have all worked so hard. Uh, the kids' teachers, the youth leaders have worked so hard. And I know the parents at home have worked so hard to make this happen. So we hope that you enjoy it. We hope it makes you smile. We hope it makes you reflect. Uh, we hope it makes you laugh, uh, whether that's planned laughter or a lot of times the best laughter during these shows are the unplanned laughter. Um, we just hope you enjoy it. We're glad you're here. Uh, once again, thank you for coming, um, and we hope that you enjoy the 2021 Christmas Extravaganza. Thank you guys for being here. Our kids have worked so hard, and they are working on teaching you guys about gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and the wise men that brought them. Our first group is kindergarten and first grade, and they will be doing gold, and they have a poem that they're going to be leading you guys on. So help out and um, say this poem with us.
Next is our second and third grade with um, frankincense. Frankincense is a gum or resin of the Basuala tree. To harvest, the, to harvest frankincense, the outer bark of the tree is cut with a metal knife, making the resins seep out of the tree like tears. A few weeks after the harvesters return and gather the recent tears that have flowed from the special tree. Harvesting frankincense is a special process that requires careful planning and lots of skill, which is why it can take it can take over five months to complete. Frankincense harvesters must travel long distances, leaving their families behind. Let us not become worried, doing in good for all, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not get up. Galatians 6.9 Once the tears are harvested, they must be sorted, separating by size, color, and cleanness. The highest quality tears are nearly pure white. Frankincense was one of the ingredients God instructed the Israelites to use in making the pure and sacred incense blend for the most holy place in the tabernacle. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take fragrant spices, gum, raisin, anaka, and gum balm, and pure frankincense, all in equal amounts. Exodus thirty thirty four. Frankincense is a gift to honor a king, a tool for high priests. It honors Jesus as our high priest. After they heard the king, they went on their way. And they, and the star they, they had seen when it rose place where the child was. When they saw the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then the gifts of gold frankincense. Then they opened their treasures and present present them with gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh. Matthew two nine ten. is fourth and fifth grade with Murr. Well, here we are enjoying one of our favorite Christmas traditions. That's right. We're walking through the living graveyard. What a great way to spend the holidays. That's weird. <laughs> here, let's read these gravestones. Here lies my remains. My remains? <coughs> and the next one is Yvonne, you're gone. Even you're gone. Rest in peace, rest in peace. Hello, rigor mortis. Hey, would you hug me? What? That's what this one says. Hey, would you hug me? Definitely. Definitely weird. But for some reason, this year I have a song stuck in my head. Me too. We three kings? Exactly. exactly. I like the verse in the song that talks about the gifts the wise men brought to Jesus. 
Indeed, gold was a perfect gift. It reminds us that Jesus, even as a baby, is King of kings and Lord of lords. And frankincense was also a perfect gift. It was burned at the altar by the high priest for the sacrifice of animals for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is our high priest who sacrificed his life so that we can be forgiven. And the third gift was... Why would the wise men bring myrrh to a baby? That's That's weird. weird. No, it's not weird at all. Myrrh is a fragrant spice from the sap of trees found in the Middle East. It was used like a perfume. Myrrh was also a key ingredient. Myrrh was also a key ingredient in the mixture of spices used to prepare prepare bodies for burial. And there's more. Myrrh was used as a medicine to help make sick people well again. Think about Jesus. He came as a baby to eventually die on the cross for our sins. 33 years after he was born, he died. His body was prepared for burial with myrrh and put in a grave. But he didn't stay dead. He rose again so he can heal from the sickness of sins. He was the perfect sacrifice because he gave his sinless life so sinners like us can be forgiven. Is it just me or did these gravestones teach us something? Yeah, they taught us something really important. That's weird. (laughs) But now it all makes sense. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's plan to bring forgiveness to humanity. And myrrh was also perfect. It pointed to the fact that Jesus came to earth to die so sinners like us can be forgiven. Myrrh reminds us that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He loves us so much. And that's not weird at all. In fact, it's wonderful. Merry Christmas! Story for this year. No, Mom, can, it, can I read it, please? 
Sorry, but you don't know how to read, Henry. Does that matter? Do Mama! Joseph Henry William Wallace and George Henry, that is enough. What is good? I don't know. Kids these days, I don't understand half of what they say. Children, children, let's gather around and read it together. William Henry the Family Bible. How long have we had this Bible? Well, this was given to me by my papa the day you were born. He said a lot would change now that you're in the world, but God and his word would never change. But papa, don't you want to open your last gift? We can save it for later. Having the word of God is the greatest gift, and having your mama and you kids by my side is the next best thing. Sit with me and we'll read the first story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. mother. I helped. Mother taught me how to peel potatoes. I only cut myself three times. Father, are there more presents somewhere else? We only got one each. James, that's rude. Yeah, James. You know father's out of work. I know, but last year we got three each. Honey, Christmas is about so much more than presents. But Jesus got three presents. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He's a little more important than you, Mary. Hey, now. Things will turn around eventually. When the stock market crashed, it affected everyone. Instead of focusing on what we lost, why don't we focus on what we have? We have each other, and why don't we focus on everything in our family? Your father's right. It was truly God's grace that we were able to get any Christmas presents at all. Like the story of the loaves and the fish. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that story. Did Jesus eat a fish sandwich? <laughs> I don't know if that ever happened. But the story of the loaves and fish is all about how God will provide. He always provides, sometimes in unexpected ways. Mother, will you keep reading the Christmas story for us? We didn't get too far last night before somebody fell asleep. I won't fall asleep this time. I'm 100% awake. <laughs> There's the family Bible, Mother. How old is it? The pages are so worn. My grandfather gave this to my mother and father the day I was born. Your Aunt Helen and Uncle George and I used to fight over who got to read. We read lots of passages from it over the years, and every Christmas we'd always read the Christmas story. My father used to say that the best thing about the Bible is that it never changes. Mother, go ahead and pick up where we left off. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for that in the end. I'm sorry you're not feeling well, Mikey. That bites. You can't even play with your Lincoln Locks. Yeah, they're pretty nifty, but I'd probably knock down anything I made anyway this cough I've got. <laughs> I hope you get a kick out of your new slinky, Susan. Oh, Daddy, it's 
the bee's knees. My potato, my potato head is a gas. That looks like a lot of fun. I'm glad you're having a nice Christmas. I wish Grandma and Grandpa were here. Yeah, I miss them too, but at least they got to go visit your Aunt Betty. Baby Jimmy sure is getting big. Dad, didn't Aunt Betty name the baby after you? She did, and it's one of the biggest honors of my life. Did you, Aunt Betty and Aunt Mary, get cool toys when you were kids? Things were very different back then. Daddy and I grew up in the Great Depression. Our parents didn't have much money. Christmases looked a lot different back then. Were you really sad about it? I'd be a liar if I said I wasn't. But Grandma and Grandpa helped us understand that Christmas wasn't about the gifts. It was about Jesus. Did you get any toys at all? I did get some, but most of them I don't remember anymore. But I do remember that we need to keep reading the Christmas story like we have been every year. Why don't we pick up where we left off last night? Linda, will you read for us? I get to read the family Bible? What a treat! And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. fits the crime. Grandma! That was right, Grandma. Totally tubular. Okay, <laughs> I know it's difficult this year with your father moving so far away, but we have to stick together. It's really lame he's gone, Mom. You're right, Christopher. It is lame. But we have each other and we have Grandma. Isn't it great that she's here? Super. Totally bodacious. <laughs> I'm going to assume that means you're happy. Now, kids, I know this Christmas is different since you can't go see your dad, but I think your mom has done a wonderful job. You have presents under the tree, cookies in the oven, and your mom has told me about the great church you're attending. Yeah, it's totally awesome. The youth group is so rad. I have some pretty cool friends there, and we got to put on a dope Christmas play. Dope? That's great, sweetheart. I think. I wanted to bring you all something special. This is the family Bible that has been passed down in our family for generations. Every year on Christmas, we'd gather around and read the birth story. I did that with your mom, Uncle Mikey and Aunt Sue, and so did our father with his siblings and so on. Now I want you all to have it. Oh, Mother, are you serious? 
You look just as shocked as the first Christmas we asked you to read the birth story, Linda. Well, we're not exactly a family, Grandma. Yes, we are. Just because Dad left doesn't mean we're not a family. Your brother is right. Families are whatever they are. We have each other and we have Jesus. We don't need anything else. You sound just like my parents. They always wanted us to know that the unchanging word and character of God would never fail us. Amanda, will you read for us? Sure. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord told us about. What time are we supposed to be there? Five? Okay, we can do that. She's going to be there? Shoot, I didn't get her a gift. I'll have to do a drive-up order at Target. I'll call you back. Mom, where are my Christmas socks? I wanted to wear them to the party tonight. I washed them yesterday and put them in your sock drawer. Yesterday, I emptied my sock drawer looking for these Halloween socks. But my Christmas socks are not in there. Why were you looking for Halloween socks in December? And how am I supposed to know where they are if you move them? Mom! Mason wants me to come to his house for dinner tonight. Buddy, it's Christmas Eve. We're going to our family Christmas with Aunt Amanda and Uncle Chris. But Dad, Mason's family is doing a TikTok challenge, and I want to be a part of it. Honey, last year we didn't get to be with the whole family because of COVID. Are we going to have to wear masks tonight? Nope. Everybody's vaccinated that wants to be. <laughs> but my teacher says you can still get COVID even if you're vaccinated. We're trusting that if someone doesn't feel good, they'll stay home. But what if they're asymptomatic? <laughs> Liam, we're walking by faith. How about, how about we not? And me and Liam, we go over Mason's house. No. no. You weren't even invited. She's my <laughs> Guys, 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 guys. You're not going. We're spending time with the family. Fine. I thought you liked your cousins. Not really. Emma only talks about Olivia Rodrigo the whole time. And Aiden can't stop talking about Minecraft. <laughs> don't you both play Minecraft? Yeah, but if we tell them that, they don't want to join our world. And they don't spawning a wither and it'll destroy the city that I've been working so hard. He's a total savage. Jess, what's a wither? I'm not sure. I don't understand half what kids are saying these days. That reminds me. I should put in another drive-up order. I should get Aiden some Minecraft pajamas. Didn't we already get him a gift? Yeah, but Emma's is bigger, so we should get him something else. No, no, no. Let's stop. I feel like we're totally off base here. We've been caught up in all this Christmas thing that we've forgotten to really celebrate Christmas. You know, we should read the Christmas story. We didn't get to finish it last night because somebody spilled their hot chocolate and Mom made 
Yeah, and it was only 8.52. Mom usually lets us stay up till 9. It wasn't even a school night. That was all I could take of last night. Reading the crucial story is an excellent idea. So, they hurried off. <laughs> that sounds like us this last one. No joke. Can I finish? Yes, buddy. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. stand up and worship with us. to now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, we're going to go through just a devotional and then we'll go into communion together. I just wanted you to think a little bit as we look at Christmas. It feels a bit weird to talk about communion at Christmas. It feels a little bit out of what we are thinking of at this point, but it's normal. Thoughts of communion bring those thoughts of the physical tension, the physical pain, and the sufferings of Christ that he experienced. That's what, when we think about communion, that comes to mind first. Jesus was nailed on that cross for us to carry our sin, to carry our shame. Jesus was nailed on that cross with the replacement of a crown for a crown of thorns. So there's that suffering that we look at when we think about communion. But also I want you to realize that he did this out of his own choice. He chose to come. He chose it. And it's as if you were saying, this is the kind of God that I am. And this is the kind of people that you can be. That are willing to sacrifice. And then 
turn it around to what we are thinking about today. Christmas always on, focuses on this little baby Christ and the setting of this beautiful setting of lights and, and all those things and thinking about baby Jesus. We, we love the sins of the manger. We love the sins of the shepherds in the field. And that's right. That's okay. We need to. Those things are important. We love them for many reasons. But if we stop there, we have missed the point. We have missed the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas, as I think there was a picture up there earlier that had a wreath and a little bit of a, a crown joining together. That's the full story. So if we stay at the wreath and forget about the crown of thorns, we have missed the point. And I want us today to look at these two and put them together. We should not overlook that reality also. I'm going to read a little bit from Luke chapter 1, 26 to 33. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man called Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angels said to her, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God would give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That's Luke chapter 1, 26 to 33. So after all, when we celebrate Christmas, we think of this child, Jesus. And that's a truth. And that truth, the signs of that truth are all over the city. If you go around the city, you see all these lights with nativities and all those things. All these things bring to light and bring us to the remembrance that Jesus came in flesh and was born as a child. This is a day of celebration and joy, which is the reason why the angel, as we read, said, I bring good news of great joy, which will come to all people, for to you this day is born a son. It's great joy. It's great news. Perhaps it's the greatest birth announcement ever, the birth of Christ. God becoming flesh and coming to dwell amongst us. Pastor Ryan has been speaking about that the whole uh, series, that God became flesh and came to dwell amongst us. That is worth of our gathering here today. That is worth of celebrating this season together. But if, as I said before, if we stop there and our focus is solely on this baby, we miss the point. And why do I say we miss the point? Listen to what the angel says going further. He says, I bring good news of great joy which will come to all people. For you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We've had this so many times. We've had the story of the birth of Jesus. But many of us have mixed and we know that Jesus grew up and he do all these things and all these things. But if we've missed the fact that he came 
before he even came, it was known that he is the Savior. And the Savior had to die in our substitute. If we miss that, we have missed the whole story. And so as we celebrate his coming, I want us to remember as well and celebrate the fact that he came and died for us. He redeemed us. I know it's not, it's not natural when a child is born that we're excited. Oh, this child is born. When is he going to die? We don't do that, do we? But with Jesus, it was set. It was the purpose of his birth. That is why he came. So the day that, that Mary had the child, it was already set that he's going to be dying for the world. And so I want us to remember as we take this time together, as we think about this, as we're going to go into communion. The good news is not only that Jesus was born. The good news is that Jesus Christ, our Savior, was born. Not just that Jesus was born. Great. But he was, had a purpose and his purpose was to save us. His purpose was to be the promise of atonement for us. His purpose was to be the hope of all mankind. So as we gather and we sing all those Christmas songs and we enjoy all those things, I want us to proclaim as well that the Savior is risen from the dead. And as we take communion together today, I want us to remember and proclaim that the Savior is risen. The message of the manger does not stop there. It goes all the way to the crucifixion at the cross. And it goes all the way to the open grave where he is risen and he's alive. And it still goes on to when he's coming back for his bride. Amen. And so as we um, here at Broadway, we've got communion. Our communion table is open for those who know the Lord. So if you know Jesus... If you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life and you're walking with Jesus, we invite you to take communion with us. So we'll invite you to come forward and receive your communion elements. Um, kids, don't worry about it. Just sit there and look pretty. Uh, we still love you. You did an amazing job today. So this is your time to rest. This is time for your parents to do the walking and do the work. You've done your work enough. So I would ask that parents, if you, if you are in a place where you know the Lord, please come forward, get your communion elements, and we will keep it and we will take it together. All right, are we ready to sing? Oh, I didn't hear that. Are we ready to sing? Yeah! All right. Let's go.
mind. Parents, you've seen how this is done. Stand up. We're going to sing it together. The kids have shown you how it's done. All right. <laughs> 